Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talk Attack, episode two. They brought us back, Source. Oh, my God, I can't believe They brought us back. They didn't cancel us after one week. How good is that? But no, how's your weekend, mate? Oh, fantastic. Four days off. Uh, went down camping down the kind of near Cape Jarvis area. It was yep. lovely. How about nice, you? Nice. Um, didn't have any days off. Oh. I work hard, mate. Hashtag no days off. <laughs> no days off. But no. Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. A few beers, Saturday night. And um, also won a bit of cash. We won a bit of cash. Tell we me more, won a bit of cash, boy. Here comes the money. Let's go. Here, go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But we won a horse race on the weekend. Thanks to our dear friend, Marcus Macaroni. But you know what the best part about this was? Tell me. It was the roughy. It wasn't even the best bet. Wasn't the multi. We didn't win a single we didn't win a single leg on the multi. Shout out, Sam. <laughs> no, no, on the um, horse multi, sorry. Oh yeah. Thanks to Marcus. Doesn't matter when you win the roughy. But we yeah, we we won the roughy. It was at nineteen dollars. I thought it was going to be at 100. That is the, it's the worst horse <laughs> on the planet. You told me you did it. I went, no way. I think it was a benchmark 10. <laughs> Thank you very much, Marcus. But no. Running against dogs. Yeah, so at <laughs> a $5 stake, we got it at $19, and um, I hope everybody else did too. But you got cut in half because I think there was only four horses yeah, in the race. Yeah, favourite got scratched. There was a few deductions. Love to see it. Win some, you lose some. Love to see it. But no, um, yeah, so we got up there, which is great. But uh, we, we didn't fare so well in our cricket multi. Thanks to our dear friend, Sam Crothers. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- f- I think I might have mentioned at the time. I think was, you might. It was, I think it was you a bit shaky. I think you might have mentioned it too. But uh, he was very disappointed in himself um, soon after. And I messaged him that night to ask him what the fuck he'd done to us. But uh, I hope it feels bad. My, my kids won't eat for a week now. <laughs> Electricity bill won't but Apparently Zampa dropped, dropped a catch and that, that was like... So, yeah, he, he mentioned that that was the turning point, but the Stars only made 111. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I did say that too. But, yeah, anyway, Sam, do better next time, <laughs> if there is next time. You watch, I mean, you're away over the weekend, but you catch up with any sport while you're gone? Um, Even last week as well. Caught the NFL over the weekend. Yep. And today. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, the A-League that we'll talk about. Yep. Aside from that. That much on. Yeah, got a bit of basketball as well, NBA, which um, I think I'll touch on a bit later. All right, well, let's take a very quick break. We've been working hard, so <laughs> let's take a quick break and let's get into Talk Your Take. Alex, I'm very excited for this one. A big hot take today. Yep. Our dear friend Tom Laurie, he's come in. DM, he's DM the page, by the way. Yep, he has. Get your hot takes in. Yeah, get your hot takes in. DM. Or email, actually. <laughs> Tom Laurie has said, Carlton, don't play finals in 2023. Jeez. What are your thoughts? Jeez. We, we had to pick this one, didn't we? Because um, I'm glad we did. As I mentioned last week, big Blues fan. Uh, and I said I, I wasn't hopeful then, but um, I was lying because I, <laughs> I very much am hopeful. I'm going to start off. You've booked your tickets to the finals. I have. Right I have. Funny story about funny, funny story about that. I booked. I almost booked tickets with Dad to the Round 23 game. On Saturday. Oh, that would have been a heartbreaker. It's the Saturday night before, so just after we lost to Melbourne, had a few beers. Yeah. I called Dad. I was like, we're fucking, we're, going. Go, we're fucking going. And the next day we worked out the best tickets we could get were $300 in the nosebleeds. Thank God. You're made of money though. That, that would have been Yeah, fine. true. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go. That would have been a nightmare. But no, first of all, I just want to say, Tom, you can get fucked because Carlton will play finals in 2023. Do you want me to tell you what? Please. Oh, fucking will. Because I can't wait to disagree with you. 
All right, so one win off the finals. Mm-hmm. Mere points off the finals in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, with that heartbreaking loss to Collingwood in round 23, heartbreak. Four points, was it? Four points, heartbreaking loss. And they could have made the finals the week before, but they lost by a point to Melbourne. Melbourne, which is even worse. Worst night of my they life. Were, yeah, that was a really good <laughs> yeah. last month for you, wasn't it? It was, it was. But no. Let's just look at this round 23 injury list. Now, this isn't the whole injury list. Mm-hmm. Just a few names here. Mm-hmm. George Hewitt. Yep. Matt Kennedy. Yep. Nick Newman. Yep. All guys that played in the 22. Played in the 22. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. Sam Walsh. Yes. Arguably, Fantastic arguably our best player. Uh, yeah. You could I'd, argue I'd that. Have a I mean, you wouldn't win the argument. Fourth. You wouldn't win the argument, but you could argue yeah. that. Maybe fifth, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I mean, Ed Kerner's on there too. He didn't really play last year, but... Alex, if, if you're trying to tell me that Matt Kennedy, Nick Newman, and Ed Kerno are difference Newman, makers... Newman's good. Kennedy's, oh Kennedy, Kennedy's round is, into some form. He's good. Ed Kerno might be a bit past it, but like, he's just heart and soul guy, glue guy. Yeah, I, glue I, guy. I love a glue guy. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, Kennedy, Kennedy was pretty average until this year. He, he, last year, sorry, he really came into some form. Nick Newman... You can't count on Kennedy, though. Like, he's, he's there and then he's not there. Well, he's not there to be our best best midfielder. Yeah, but you need him to contribute and sometimes yeah, he just doesn't rock up. Okay, fair enough. But he doesn't, like, the, the point is he doesn't need to contribute every week. To the, yeah, if he's, like, if he's the worst player on your field, you're happy. Exactly. And Nick Newman, pretty good. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't be writing home about him, but <laughs> he's pretty good. He tries. Yeah, he tries he's pretty hard. good. And let's just, all right, let's just think about that that best team from last year. When we had to have you know, guys like Lockie O'Brien, Jack Nunes, and um, Matt Cottrell playing through that wing, wing role. Yeah, old Jet. <laughs> no. All right. Lockie O'Brien can kill me at times. He's but, but, so bad. Alex. But he tries hard. He tries very hard. Oh my god! And he's so getting bad. he's getting better though. He's he's a lot better than he used to be. I think he's, he's getting the, better. He's no, one I'm of not, those guys you think is young and he's actually twenty five. You're like, oh my god, he's an up and coming eighteen. He's twenty nine years old. Let me finish. Jack Nunes, he's gone. Don't have to worry about him anymore. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Apart, apart from that amazing goal at Freo he gave us. That I'm was now, that I'll, was all time. I will never forget that. No, that is <laughs> miracle on grass stuff. And Matt Cottrell. Might be the hardest bloke in the AFL. The <laughs> celebration? Might be the hardest bloke in the AFL. Once again, he tries very hard. My ginger friend. Tries very hard. And I think he's going to turn into a, a good player one day. I get Mitch Robinson vibes from him. And you think Mitch Robinson is a good no, player? No, not a good player, but like yeah, a guy. Nah, I, get, I get it. Like him on your team. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you replace that with Blake Akers. Yeah. Who's a gun? A gun. Who's a gun? A I, gun. I, I, but then I watch his highlights. I was very impressed. I honestly think his highlights would just be him doing two hundreds up and, and down the wing and without I, getting the. Footy. I watched oh, what games? Unrewarded that? running. The, the final they played in Rio. He's he's a good football. Yeah, and I was like, I was sitting down to watch that game. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to look at Blake Akers now because we can't. I knew at that point he was coming. All right, let's have a look. He just nailed nailed someone like right in front of the interchange gates from the like, back pocket. And I was like, yep, I'm sold. So he's a sniper, or I'm like sold. nailed him with a kick. Held him with the kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, wish, actually, I wish it was the other one. <laughs> Alex, I think Carlton are quite a good football team. I agree. I think they... I'm glad very, we could agree uh, on yeah, that. No, I think they were unlucky to not make finals last year. Oh, However, they absolutely don't make finals this year. What? All right, absolutely. So they, were at, so they finished Jeez. outside of the eight last year. Yep. No teams in the eight have gotten worse. 
And I think there are multiple teams outside of the eight that got better than Carlton. Did. Yeah, yeah, all right, but it doesn't matter if if they got worse. We're, we're still a young team. We get better. Like we've got our, our two best forwards, arguably probably who can't kick straight, but yeah, play on. Two best forwards who I, I'd say top ten forwards. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Both of them. Borderline. Top Maybe five. even top five. Yeah, both no, of them. I think they're fantastic. Haven't hit their prime yet. They might not because of the amount of injuries they've had. <laughs> Charlie Kerr might play have, basketball tonight have, have, and then do his knee again. Please, please don't or say fall, that. What do you please, do? Fall over please, in the shower? Please don't say that. Please don't say that. No, so <laughs> my, my thing with Carlton is their top five, six, seven are incredibly good. They are very talented footballers, but your bottom five, six, seven are awful. Yeah, but no. You're only sending some of the players that played in that do or die, play finals or go home round 23 game. Yep. Tell me if they're any good at football. Oh, jeez. So right. Liam Stocker, who you delisted. Liam Lockie Stocker. O'Brien, who we mentioned is... Yeah, Liam Stocker, I'm still not sure very, about that very, one. I think there was something going on there mm-hmm. with Liam Stocker. But anyway. Caleb Marchbank, Matt Owies, Corey Durden, Jesse Motlop, Matt Cottrell. All right, let me go through these one by one. So, let me, let me look at this list. So, Marchbank, he, I mean... GWS reject. Yeah, he's not a reject. But he he is a good player. I personally don't like him that much. Because he's not a good player. And he yelled at me and Mykonos too. Looks <laughs> <laughs> holds grudges. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, he, he's all right. Stocker, yeah. That that was just a weird situation, I feel like. I think there was something going on yeah, there. Yeah, no, to be fair, he was behind the eight ball from the jump with that trade. That's, yeah. And that's not his fault. Yeah, but It's not his fault that you guys did the worst trade ever. Like, that's not his fault. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> He's pretty good. I was pretty flat when we delisted him, but I think there might have been something going on there. Um, that Wouldn't surprise me. We don't know about. But Lockie O'Brien, yeah, we've, we've touched on him already. I'm, I'm backing him in. Matt always got better as the season went on. When he started, I was a bit like, ooh, I don't know about you. But, <laughs> but got a lot better. And he's and he's going to turn into a good footballer one day. Corey Durden, superstar. Superstar. So fucking good. You so fucking good. Rose, so fucking good, mate. No, I don't. No, you, no. you don't watch. You don't watch enough Carlton. I he's think if you and him so lined up good. in a div three B grade midfield, I think you might actually beat him. <laughs> no, he's so good. I don't think you understand. He's so good. Jesse Butler, my boy. He actually had some exciting moments last year, but I still don't think if he, he's if he's in your team, I don't think you're a finals team. Because I think I think he's the difference eighteen between, years old, man. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just saying if he's in your team, I don't think you're a finals team. He's going to be a lot better. He's going to be a great player. We've touched on Matt Cottrell already. Mm. I don't think he's, you know, Giannis. finals team. Yeah, Giannis. But, I mean, these guys, like, these guys that you've listed here, Corey Durden, Matt Owies, Jesse Motlop, Matt Cottrell, all very young guys. Yeah? Yeah. That are going to get better. Yeah. That are going to get better this year. Yeah. Some might even say. I agree with all those points, but I'm still saying if they're in your team, you're not a finals team. At, at any, uh, not all of them, a one of those players getting picked in Geelong's team? No. Freo's team? No. Melbourne's team? No. Collingwood's team? No. Dogs? Really? Possibly. Mate, mate, that's wrong. I, I'm so pissed off that you put Corey Dern on here because he's so fucking good. Oh my God. He's so him. good. I don't think right, I on. I also think of the teams outside of the eight. Yeah. Port have improved a lot. Yeah, Gold Coast get Ben King back. It's Mate, ba- it's basically a draft. It. We spent like, all fucking week last week complaining about how bad Gold Coast were and how they're screwed. I was and you're telling me that they're better than Carlton. So their player retention of the players that want to go home is not great. 
but they're listening. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen next year when all their players want to go I'm home? I'm saying this. What the transfer window's done, buddy? Yeah, but next year, what's going to fucking happen? When I'm they saying want to go this home? year. No. Ben King's basically like just a draftee. Like they didn't have him the entirety of last year. He just comes back in the team. He kicked like 55 goals as like a 19 year old with good on him. Like <laughs> a Nick Holman kicking to him. Imagine with Nick Holman, Noah former Anderson, ca- for, former culture player. Also yeah, pretty exactly. good. Imagine like Noah Anderson, <laughs> Matt Rowe, or oh, kicking to him when he's actually got a healthy body. You, uh, I'm not going to accept that slander. There's no way. There is no way. No way on God's green earth <laughs> that Gold Coast will finish above Carlton. We'll take that to the bat. I'll bet you fucking fifty dollars right now. Turn the cameras on, man. I'll bet you fifty dollars right now. Done. Car- Carlton finish above Gold Coast. Gold Coast get him. Done. All right, done. Let, this is going to piss me off. Let's, let's move on. Let's take a break. Well, Source, we uh, were joined by Sam Crothers, who lost us a lot of money last week on the cricket. but Still flat. <laughs> but we've decided to bring in our next ex- expert, Chris Hedges, on the world of football. Chris, how are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on TYT, lad. Super excited to be welcome to the panel. Are you excited? Yeah. I'm very excited. I almost as excited as I was catching that king on the weekend. <laughs> Outdoor Chris. <laughs> but Chris, <laughs> what have you got to talk to us about today? I think we need to start off local with some breaking news and, and some really fantastic news, really. Yeah. Um, Graham Arnold's re-signed to the Socceroos. So four years, if I'm right in saying. You are. And um, so you call that fantastic news, Chris. Can I get some clarification on why you think that's fantastic? Well, I think you just look at the performance. Throughout the World Cup, he finished 11th overall, which was an amazing result, not long after being close to the sack, really. Given the squad he had, captured many, many hearts locally. Um, so yeah, I think it's a fantastic appointment, or re-signing, rather. I mean, I'm going to push back a bit here, Chris. Ooh, <laughs> I your take early on. Yeah, I'm not a big Graham Arnold guy. Like, I do understand the World Cup was awesome, but, like... I, it was, it was just, especially in that, that first France game, we got we got beaten badly, like very badly. It was awesome to score that first goal. I personally think it was a little bit lucky that we got them going in the back end that very early. But, like, it was just a, uh, not inability, but like a, not a push to just change anything or do anything different. And luckily, like, you know, against Denmark in the, in the next game, we got that. It wasn't an early goal, but it was relative, relatively early. We can just sort of sit back and hold off. And then Tunisia was just like, all the boys just playing for their lives pretty much. But, like, you know what I mean? It, what did you expect out of a game against France, though? I don't know, but he didn't, like, there was no adapting anything. Like, what we were doing wasn't working. And and when we, when we scored, it was like, let's just sit back against the fucking best team in the world. Like, when's that ever going to be a good idea? Well, I don't think we're going to score a few more. <laughs> I think the first one is fluky enough as is. I kind of agree with Paul. When you've got Griezmann sitting on the bench warming up, I don't think you can really do much with the squad that we've yeah, got. And I, I would like to point out that I read an article from the ABC um, today from Arnold, and, and his focus for the next four years is really around trying to secure more government funding in the sport and, and really yeah. try and push that grassroots and youth progression. So if he's not the right manager, at least he could be the right sort of um, caretaker for the group. Yeah. It might be. It will still pick Andrew Redman in the next World Cup squad, but um, <laughs> but, but, but no. One grab he did give in the um, presser that I, I, I was listening to he was like, 
you know, obviously he had a bit of interest from around the world um, and he turned those offers down and he said it was like the inspiration of seeing everybody back home going crazy for it, which was, which is great. And what that's what got him over the line. So I think that was pretty cool um, to hear. And yeah. Were you at the casino at three in the morning? Yeah, <laughs> true. You my, secured his job. My, my beloved casino, my beloved Arkabar. Um, but no, what else you got, Chrissy? Uh, I think a horrific injury in the local league. How, how about that? How about that? Did you just call oh. the A-League the local league? The local league. It's one way to offend a couple local. of hundred people with one sentence. <laughs> local pipe football. Play like a bunch of backyarders, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, one day's broken shin. That was absolutely gruesome. Yeah, it was. And it was. I was watching the game with... Um, sorry to cut you off there, Chris. Watching the game with Soph and um, my brother-in-law, Matt. And Soph is not a big football fan. And um, she saw him go to the ground and was like, oh, what a pussy. Get up, get up. <laughs> and then I see, like, all the other guys gesturing to the bench to get the um, medics out. And I'm like, I'm just going to hold, hold, hold on to this for a bit, see what happens. And then you see his shin, like, curved in. I'm like, how the yeah. fuck do you feel now, Soph? <laughs> well, I think the, the sideline commentator for the Paramount team said it was just like an awful noise to hear. Like I think he was yeah, right next to it as it happened. Would have been. And yeah, how's him, be, how's him being stuck in the field for 15 minutes? minutes? Yeah. Well, that, that sort of resonates with my local league comments. So twice in the ambulance <laughs> at the ground. Well, well, I was so confused because if you, I've been to a lot of live sports over the years. I swear there is always paramedics and ambulances yeah. like at the stadium ready to go. You watch the cricket, there is ambos on the field in front of the fence. Like how does it take 13 minutes for an ambulance to get there? Well, so the thing was it was a Victorian government rule that it wasn't required. I think in every other state in Australia it is required. But I think after COVID because of the – um. Like, I, I don't know. financial restrictions based on I, loss I, of revenue. Or I don't know if it was about, like, you know, because obviously their health system is as bad as ours here in Adelaide. Like, it's a bit of a thing there. But, yeah, like, the, the crazy thing for me about that was, like, okay, you might not have one at Amy Park, but do you have one across the road at Melbourne Park for the tennis? There like, are that many sporting <laughs> yeah, venues within, like, a square <laughs> kilometre. I know, like, yeah, outrageous, outrageous. But, no, it, it was... um. Absolutely, yeah, horrific to watch that. And I, I, what having to watch them go out and play after that would have been just heck. Like, I think you read a report that there was players in tears. Yeah, there was. Javi Lopez was in tears. <laughs> a close Spanish friend of one of one day. Um, but yeah, that that, that would have been so tough to go out and play. And you know, and they uh, lost a three two lead because of it. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. More important things in the result, though. True. Very true. Very true. But, Chrissy, I hear you have some uh, international news for us. Yeah, outside of the local league. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, French is the farmer's league and yeah. Australia is just the local league. Local league, yeah. Sunday kickabout. Uh, yeah, so we can head over to um, to England and obviously we're in January at the moment and yep. start the transfer window almost wrapping up, so we... May see some final deals go through. I may touch on mine a bit later. But um, overnight, I don't know if you guys are big coffee stands, but Anthony Gordon, a local boy in Everton, has just moved to Newcastle. Yep. A interesting move. He's a talented player, but I don't think he's getting much game time in Newcastle. Probably a depth for them as they push. Is that a bit of a... that top four. Is that a bit of a sinking ship sort of thing for Everton? I, 
I think it is. Like you'd think he's a local lad, he'd want to stay there. But given the in the relegation battle, he's to be honest with me, he's, he's done it well. His time's come up to go to a bigger club, and they've probably overpaid for him. But yeah. it's good backup for them, and and for him to be able to play with Isaac up front would be a really good opportunity. So I think he should. Well done to, to Anthony, and um, good, good luck, mate. Been at the club since he was eleven, I think. That is a big move to Jeez. make. Like I understand that tired for last in the prep, but... What a dog. I know, that was my thoughts. <laughs> what a dog. I know Jake Prowse won't be leaving Southampton, that's for sure. <laughs> and, um, any any other trans- transfer news out of England, Chrissy? Uh, probably the big move, as we've seen this period, is for Chelsea, really. They've tried to buy every single player possible. <laughs> I think they're up to maybe now their seventh player. And that's fine. Um, that's <laughs> fine. I think UEFA said it wasn't fine. <laughs> no, they've they've no. rewritten the rules because no, it's fine. they read Chelsea were giving out eight and a half year contracts yeah. for their signings. Yeah, and now, AFL could happen here. It's fine. Yeah, but not for maybe. new signings. <laughs> I think they've maybe um, the GWS manager <laughs> or Ned, Ned guys over there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I think so, so UEFA's rewritten the rule on how many years you can be assigned really? for your first. Yeah, your first contract after Jeez. a transfer. So that 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 Mudrick kid, they picked him up out of was it Shakhtar? Yeah, Shakhtar. Yeah. Uh, so the Mudrick, um, really like I know sports you've been following him since he's quite young in the <laughs> Ukrainian league. Um, <laughs> when he came across, honestly, I had no idea who he was. I just threw a paddle on his neck, and I was like, that that's it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he can ball. He, yeah, he came on against Liverpool and looked incredibly jazzy. Um, jazzy. Think about West. Yeah, just, just I think as a worst sort of dancing through players and really early on in coming on, he created a, a big chance himself. He got through probably three local defenders and was one-on-one with Allison. And had he taken probably one more step and looked up, he probably would have challenged him and, and probably got him in the near post. But Chelsea fans should be really excited with what Mudrick's showing. Um, there probably hasn't been much attacking prowess come through that club since Giroud. So if he can continue what he did that against Liverpool, I think there's uh, great potential for him. Well, you sold me, Chris. I'm excited. But um, you back in? I'm back in. I am all all in. All <laughs> in. And what and have you got a multi for us, Chrissy? Of course I do. Oh, of course this I is do. why he's here. This is why he's here. Let's go. So Let's go. I'm a I'm a bit upset to start off with because I was hoping <laughs> I could put my whole bank on this one, but some <laughs> cricket expert last week came on and told me that fucking <laughs> stars have beat the thunder. So now I'm all rinsed out. But this one's for you guys, and, and you should all get on this one. So we're we going to start we off will. with Chelsea versus Fulham. Yep. We're going to go under, under two and a half goals. Huh? No, just under two and a half goals. I don't want to pick favourites here. Oh. Um, I've dug deep for you guys here. Chelsea's last five home games have gone under two and a half goals, and each of the last seven home games against Fulham in all competition, I've gone under two and a half goals wow. as well. There you go. That one $1.90, lock it in. <laughs> all right. Next Seems up, more we're, looking at, than Sam's. <laughs> we're looking at uh, a Rashford anytime goal scorer. This lad's on Ooh. fire, cannot stop scoring, and they're at home again against Palace. So this one here at $2.05, big pick for me. Side note as well, there's a triple captain for me in fantasy this week. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you find a way to bring fantasy. Good to you, somehow. good to you, good to you. Oh, uh, when you guys do a fantasy taking, I'll come back on. Um, next up, we're looking at a Brentford win versus Southampton. Um, <clears throat> Southampton is shit. It's your, <clears throat> your two club <throat> sores. The bees are the bees. Yeah. Are <laughs> no, we, we march on. I say it's getting yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, right. Brentford unbeaten in eight games. Southampton won just one of their last nine. So at a dollar eighty-five, 
liking that one as well. Nice. And to, to wrap it all up, we're looking at a Newcastle win versus West Ham. Sam pissed me off last week, so I'm going to have a shot at his boys. Um, Newcastle unbeaten in the last 15 games. West Ham have only won one game as the underdog of the UA team at $1.55. Wrap those ones up. Take it home at $12.21. And we'll responsibly. Put your money in. Make money. Yeah. Take out. Put it in. Of course, gamble responsibly at all times. But Chris, 15 games unbeaten for Newcastle, was it? 15 games in the last 15 games are unbeaten. I think that's conceded maybe... Five or so goals in that period. So Pope's yeah. leading clean sheets as well. So where, where are they are on the table now? They'd be, what, third, fourth? Oh, they're, they're I top think they're four third. for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so I reckon they've got that locked up, really. Um, you're really battling out in fourth place, probably, yeah. between... Um, oh, actually, probably Newcastle and Liverpool for fourth. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then you got Garen Cole just sitting there in, in Scotland, just waiting for him. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's funny what trillions of dollars will do to a football club. It's a good time, yeah. to be a Toon fan. But no, thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate it, and um, hopefully you do better than Sam. Yeah, see. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Mate. See ya. Bye. Alex, new segment this week. I'm super excited. The stock exchange. The stock exchange. The stock exchange. So what happens in the stock exchange is we're going to pick one thing, or two things from what the sport, one thing that we're going to buy stock in and one thing that we're going to sell stock in. So those unfamiliar with stocks. You try, you, you buy them when they're lowly valued. And, 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 they're, and they're going to grow. Yeah. And then grow. you're selling the ones that you think are maxed out or you think yep. they're about to decline. So Or they're already declining. Starting this week, my buy. We've just talked about a Gold Coast Suns. Mate. Give it up. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to keep all these players for the next five years, but I think Jeez. this year they're going to be a good football team. Oh. They're my buy. Oh. Everyone thinks they're going to be bottom four. I think they'll be between eight and ten. And although that's still not the greatest outcome ever, it is a lot higher than people predict. So that's my buy. I'm not buying that. What's your buy? My buy is, now you're going to like this one, Harry, I think. Australian footballers... Playing in Scotland. Oh God, it's niche. <laughs> and you're right, I do love it. Yeah, because I was thinking about this the other day. So there's a team over there, Hearts of Mid- Midlothian. Hearts. My Hearts, my beloved Hearts. I fucking love Hearts. More of a Celtics man, I see. Celtic, Celtics. There's multiple players on the team. <laughs> yeah. but, um, no, so Hearts have a whole like, squad of Australian dudes. Um, Cam Devlin, Nathaniel Atkinson, Kai Rolls, who just signed a five-year deal the other day, actually. And, um, of course. Your man. My beloved. Garen Quall. <laughs> I love him with a burning passion. I've been looking up Hearts jerseys all um, all week last week. Do you want to admit to the listeners that you run the, the Hearts Australia Facebook <laughs> fan page? I, w- I will be. I've actually found a fair few um, heart, found, hearts, fa- hearts, found, hearts, hearts fans in Australia <laughs> on my Facebook travels trying to find a cheap version of their jersey. But, anyway... Let's go through all the single players playing in the, in the top three Scottish divisions that are Australian. Do it. You ready for this? Go it. All right, we've got Ryan Strain playing at St. Mirren, Liam Miller at Hibernian, Cam Devlin at Hearts, Martin Boyle at Hibernian, Nathaniel Atkinson at Hearts, of course, again. Jimmy Jago, former Adelaide, Adelaide United man, recently signed at Hibs, so good on him. Hibs. Good on him. Yeah, see? Nickname I, I know all about him. Car rolls. Uh, five-year deal there. Awesome. Catch I at, at Livingston who played Hearts actually this morning. Um, you'll all draw. <laughs> Garen Quall, my, my brother. Ryan McGowan at St. Johnston. 
uh, Western Sydney Wanderers player, I think. Mark Birrigitte, former Adelaide United man, Dundee United. Uh, and it's possibly managing at Celtic. Could be yeah. a player as well. I don't know, he could bring himself <laughs> on. He makes the list here. Keanu Bacchus, who debuted for the Socceroos of the World Cup, I'm fairly sure, down at St. Exciting, actually. At St. Mirren, yeah. Is this your man? Well, I love that guy <laughs> so much. You're at Dundee. At Dundee headless Hunt. chook energy, just like <laughs> sprinting around. Um, Aaron Moy at Celtic. What a star. The boldest man on the planet. Dylan McGowan, former Adelaide Nine man at Hamilton. Look at, now, how's this for a name? Mm-hmm. This is in the championships in the second division. Hamilton Academical. <laughs> yeah. It's like an old scholars team. I like it. I like it. Or is it just year 12s? <laughs> Either way, I like it. Um, and this is down in the third division. Miller, and I'm going to apologise. I don't know the first names. <laughs> Miller at Aloha Athletic. Lennox at Montrose. And I, I'm going to mess this up last night. Bird at Aerodronians. Nice. If you, if you told me that we'd be talking about Scottish third-tier football <laughs> on the second episode of this podcast, I don't know if I would have agreed to start it. But how's that list, though? There's so many guys there. Yeah, considering it's not the Premier European League. Yeah. To be fair, we're also not the Premier players of the world. But, hey, it's nice to have some Sorry. representation We'll overseas. take it. We'll take yeah. it. That's my buy. Australians in, in the Scottish League. Okay. What's your sell? My sell. And... Um, I'll have to tell a little story for this. This is Big Bash Broadcasting. <laughs> all right, all so right. the other night in the Perth-Sydney game, uh, yep. Scorchers Sixers, to preface this, the commentators are never, ever flown to the stadium where the game is being played. It's awful. It makes the content way worse. It reared its ugly head in the worst way Ten so would never, far. ten would never. In the worst way so far this year. High ball, commentators are in Sydney, I think, watching the game that's in Perth. Mark Howard's gone, oh, all the way, six! Five seconds later, so long. Gilly's gone, nah, uh, caught about five metres inside the rope, actually, Howie. I'm selling every Big Bash broadcast stock (laughs) on the planet. Just fly your commentators out. Lucky they just signed a new deal as well. Like, they'd met the... They make so much money. Just fly your commentators there. It diminishes the quality of the broadcast so much. They're slow. They can't actually see where the ball is. They can't see field placements. It's awful. I'm selling it. I might never watch it again. That was... Never watch it again. Okay, that's an ex- exaggeration. <laughs> that was, it was awful. Fair enough. It was embarrassing. It, it, it has... And I'm selling it. It has dropped off. A fair Especially because it's actually been an entertaining season, but... I wouldn't know. It's been, <laughs> it has been diminished by the quality of the broadcast. All right, and my sell, I think this one's pretty easy for any basketball fan out there, but it's got to be um, NBA refs. I don't know. That was a clean Jason Tatum block. <laughs> Fuck off. Long live the Celtics. No, that was like... The flop. <laughs> <laughs> but that was absolutely outrageous. That um, I mean, like, it's a well-known fact in the NBA, star players get, you know, they get touched and they get a foul. Yeah, he got they get calls. He, he, got, he got hacked he got on, the fi- on the final play and got nothing oh, for no, it. it was cl- no, in all seriousness, Pat Beverly getting a sideline <laughs> photographer's camera, bringing it over How to the good. ref and showing him the contact and How then getting good. teed up is possibly my favourite NBA How moment good. ever. How good. You can get a Pat, would, would you get a Pat Beverly like his jersey? Would you wear no, it? I want the Pat Beverly <laughs> Timberwolves jersey from when they made the play. <laughs> 
he rips it. I want that exact yeah. jersey that he rips off. Like exactly. The it's probably hanging up in his house somewhere. But, um, but no, no, yeah. That's a, that's a good sell. That, that, that call was just like... Oh, Egregious. It's awful. And the thing is, I mean, they've been che- not cheated. I don't want to say cheated. They've missed out on some big calls a few, a few times throughout, throughout the season. Lakers. If you look at the West... Between, oh, no, that's a costly... Between them, them and four, the fourth seed, which nobody would ever, ever expect them to get to the fourth seed. No. It's four wins. Or no, no six seed, sorry. Four wins. And, and, they, and they've, pro- they've probably probably lost, like, at least in the last three weeks, there's been a few games where yeah. it's like, oh, I know about that. And, you know, they lose, they lose, those, win- they lose those games. Mm. And it's like... Well, I think that game was tied... With that play, yeah. If LeBron misses one of those two, which he wouldn't, they, like, I'd be so surprised. <laughs> yeah. that, so the Lakers win, yeah, like yeah. straight up stole. Uh, so yeah, bit annoying for me. All right. The only thing I have a problem with is I don't know if the stock for NBA refs was ever that high. True, <laughs> true, true. The thing is about refs, like they just I, don't get punished for their mistakes, which I find really yeah, weird. Yeah, because like. After the game, they they do that like press release where they're like, "Oh, you know, sorry guys, we, we missed that call. Sorry, how bad." What are you going to fucking do about it? Uh, like, like, I know it's hard. I think it's a very hard yeah, job. Yeah, it would but be. They, they, can they get like a three-game suspension or something? Because that's a, a, a call that has cost a game. Like literally yeah. change the outcome of the game. And could change the outcome of the season. It could. Very well. Yeah. So that's our buy and sell. That's our stock exchange. My new favorite segment. Pretty good. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty good. Let's move on. Alex. That's pretty good. Let's move on. Right, Sauce, we're back. And as you know, big tennis fan over here. Probably the biggest. <laughs> did you even watch the final? I did. I okay. did watch the final. That's uh, good. You do run a sports pod. I don't love the tennis, but I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and I do I do enjoy like the best players in the world. See, yeah. Seeing them take it on, which is what we got to see last night. Did you like that? No, I didn't like that. <laughs> did, you, did you like that? Because Because I, I have an opinion, Alex. Let's hear it. Novak Djokovic is not the greatest player of this generation. Right, I'm going I'm to let you start this because this is the dumbest argument. And you know what? This ever. is about to be a pretty dumb start because <laughs> kind of going to... That's how we like it here. Yeah, gonna go That's how we like it. A bit. At the moment, Novak is tied for Grand Slams with Rafa at 22. Yep. But by the end of his career, I would be very surprised if he didn't lead that category all time. He also leads the world ever in win percentage, weeks at number one, Masters titles and big titles, just Grand Slams, Masters, ATP, five hundreds, thousand stuff like that. Have you have you used, have you mixed up? No, 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 no. <laughs> so those are all those are all facts. Novak Djokovic yeah, is yeah, a yeah. very, very, very good tennis player, yeah. effective at winning. Yep. But there's more that goes into being the greatest of a generation than just winning. Can I cut, can I just cut you off very quickly there? Yeah, go for it. Do you remember our conversation last week about Drew Holiday? Absolutely, I do. How we're talking about, you know, how great he is, how good he is. You're like, you know, it's the winning that matters. That so what are you trying to say? I'm not saying Drew was the greatest player of all time, though. I was just saying he was uh, underrated. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. So I'm going to quote one of our favorite movies, Alex, Moneyball. <laughs> we, do, we do like that movie here. Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean says, how can you not be romantic about baseball? But this is tennis, not baseball. <laughs> I apply that saying to all of That sport. is true, though. It's tennis, not baseball. Sport, it's, that's true. <laughs> sport is so emotional. It's passionate. Yep. It's, it's love. Yep. Novak Djokovic is not a very likable character. 
Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer are two of the most likable blokes ever. Yeah. I mean, Nadal, Nadal equal on titles, has had a lot of injury troubles, missed a lot of time. I think Federer briefly retired, then came back. Like, they both missed tennis, which they possibly could have more Grand Slams if they hadn't had that issue. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised about um, Novak not being likable. Like, he's got a bit massive following. Huge. I believe statistically when Novak retires, he will be the greatest statistical player, but there's more than that that goes into it. I think it's also fandom. So just quickly checking in Instagram, Nadal has like 5 million more followers. It's also quality to watch. Nadal's, who can forget Nadal's whipping left-hand forehand, the finish over the head, the big flourish, Roger's beautiful one-hand backhand, Mm. like borderline made it famous for a lot of kids my age growing up. Like everyone wanted to have one-hand backhand. Yeah. No one says, gee, I want strong ankles. I've never, like tried, I've never, I've never tried a two-handed backhand, to be honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> In love with Roger. Yeah. And then just watching Novak, he's like, it's impressive, don't get me wrong. He's, but he's just so defensive. It's, it's just getting to a ball, getting it back, just getting to a ball, getting it back until the opposition makes an unforced error, yeah. which is wildly successful for him, Mate, obviously. He's like, he's like steam train the entire Australian Open. That was the easiest run to a final I've ever seen. And hey. then Sissipas had really, really good second and third sets and shat the bed in the uh, tie uh, breaks. But he's won 10 of them. Yes. No, so, no. So. My point is not that he's bad. I think he's incredibly good at tennis, but I think to be the greatest, like seen as the greatest of a generation, it's more than statistics. All right. Like, I know what you mean about that's statistics. Like, I'm not the biggest stats guy ever, but even though I was bringing out wind shares last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> our NBA chat, but like, okay, these aren't just like percentages and you know, per games or whatever. Yeah, 22 grand slams that's not tied, a, tied with Raf. Yeah, that's not a stat, that's like just winning, like dominating, mm-hmm. dominating. Yeah, and that's all in the same. Like, I understand Rafa was around the same time as Roger Novak probably came in a bit late in the picture there. But like that's all when when those two dudes were dominant as well, mm-hmm. and like he was able to still win so much. I think he has the best record against the other two. So he has against pr- Federer head to head is better against Nadal head to head better. Prove my point. But, but, <laughs> but I'm no. saying there's more to being the greatest of all time or the greatest of a generation than pure stats. So if you he's, if but, but he's not a stat. He's he's one. Yeah, it's still statistics. Like he's but that's not a stat. That's like just dominating and winning mm-hmm. that's not i don't i don't call that a stat like you don't get to the end of the afl season and when carlton are at the top of the ladder statistically they won the most games yeah. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> that is the dumbest argument ever that is not a stat all right quickly then yeah we'll go through a couple of other sports all right so afl most goals tony lockett most disposals robert harvey most premierships michael tuck None of those guys are even in the conversation for the greatest players of their generation or of all time. No. <laughs> We're talking Ablett Senior, Ablett Junior, Lee Matthews, Wayne Carey. Like, they're known as the greatest players. They weren't statistically the best ever. They didn't have high rankings in goals, disposals, premierships, yada, yada. But they're just known as the best. NBA. Most MVPs and most points, both uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, most finals, Bill Russell. Yep. All right, Would you bit. say any of those guys are ever brought up in a GOAT conversation? No, it's always LeBron and Jordan because yeah. it's the romance of sport is not just who wins the most or who fills the stat sheet the most. Yeah. It is watching the do game. You know they, it is falling in love with the person. Do you know what, they don't, talk, do you know what they, don't, they don't talk about Bill Russell in the GOAT conversation? 
Because he's playing as fucking plumbers, mate. Like, what, <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> rest in peace, Bill Russell. Yeah, rest in peace. True. But, like, Novak has been so dominant over this time against the two other greatest players. And I'll admit, I do like Roger. I do like Rafa. Mm-hmm. But Novak's just so much better. And he's, and he's, he's going to finish with the most amazing resume. He might finish, I, with, I, he might finish with 30. He could. I'd even say... He possibly could. I'd go as far to say one of the most amazing resumes from an athlete. Yeah, you, him. You, you could get Phelps. Like, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. But my point is... Don't say sport stats. Don't is say so stats. much more than winning and losing. It's romance. It's falling in love with players and styles and watching... the greatest though, man? Like, why do you like watching Carlton? Is it because they win a lot of... No, you haven't won anything. You haven't seen yeah, the flag. Yeah, but that's... Div- that's div- I, I'm not calling Carlton the greatest team of all time. Yeah, but I'm just saying you fall in love with players or sports or the way someone plays and that contributes to whether they're the greatest of a generation. I'm not saying... That's if, if Federer had won one title, I wouldn't be saying, oh, but I loved watching him play. He's not far away. Rafa's not far away. And I think the gap that, he, that Novak has over them in terms of wins is actually not as big as the gap in terms of likability and loving watching someone play and falling in love with a player and an era. And I think because of that, Novak won't go down as the greatest entertainer and player of this generation. You're just a fear monger of vaccine spreader, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are. That's what you are. You know the worst part is? He'd probably have 11. <laughs> I'll open the wasn't for yeah, last year. I know, I know, I know, I know, which is crazy to think about. But um, no, you're wrong. Novak's the best. Forget about your stats. Statistically. Forget about your stats argument. Because he's fucking that like that's not just numbers on a page. It's winning a tournament, beating the best in the world to win a tournament. That's not just stats on a page. Yeah, if we look at those other sports, it's being the best in the league in terms of brown lows or goals or whatever. But that's also not what people solely look at. There's more that goes into it. Yes, but they're winning it. Like he's winning it. He's not just like. I don't know. Like, yeah, and Dick Reynolds won four brown lows. Have you ever heard anyone talk about him? Yeah. Me and my dad talk about it every night before bed. You guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're wrong. Novak's the best. And um, I'm going to call it, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Another one in the book, Saucy. How do you feel? Oh, tick. Another one done. <laughs> tick. Felt good. Tick it down. Tick it down. Now that did, that did feel good. That did feel good. But no. Hitting our straps. Yes. Looking forward to next week. I'll report back to you with any new Garen Cole news. <laughs> <laughs> you got like tweet notifications he, yeah, on for him. He came, he came, he came on last night just after halftime. Had a double chance, but missed both of them, and he was pretty disappointed about it after the game. He, Your he, hearts. He hasn't, he hasn't started yet in his professional career. Should so. we just turn this into a hearts pod? <laughs> oh, mate, I'd love that. I'd love that. The team I've gone for for three weeks, but uh, <laughs> but no, good pod. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Bye bye. Follow us on Instagram at TalkYourTakePod. That's at T-A-L-K-Y-O-U-R-P-O-D. TalkYourTakePod on Instagram. To get involved with the show, see what we're doing, watch our reels, get us some views. And yeah, definitely get involved. Drop your takes in our inbox or also in our messages. See what we're doing throughout the week. And you can also email us at TalkYourTakePod at gmail.com.